0: Warning, this podcast talks about various sensitive topics including suicide, overdose, and political subjects. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Hey everyone, thanks uh, thanks for tuning back into The Daily Dosage. Today we're uh, reviewing the book Fahrenheit 451, and today we're joined by... Jackson. James.
0: Alexis.
1: And yours truly, Andrew. We know that usually we talk about
2: things going on in the world or rant about random things, but... Today, we are going to be talking about a book that we just read in our English class, Fahrenheit 451.
1: Okay, well, let's start out by uh, talking about some background information. So, Fahrenheit 451 was written by Ray Bradbury in 1953. That's a a long time ago. The novel is regarded... (laughs) That's a long time ago, yeah. It's Uh, almost like 50 years ago. Oh, yeah. 70 years. It's older than me. Okay the novel is re- <laughs> <laughs> the no- novel is regarded as one of his best works
3: yeah uh it's a dystopian reality set in 2050 and it represents a future where books are completely outlawed and to get rid of them all cool. the government designated a fu- a new fireman to burn all the books
0: mm. this is where the main character comes in embracing his position as one of these new mm-hmm. firemen
3: the story starts
1: off with the main character Guy Mountain. which let me cut in real quick. Mm. Which, by the way, I think it's it's such a weird name, you know. So think about it for a moment, you know. Okay, like, we're hear me Okay, hear me out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, your mom just gave birth, right? She, yep. She's she's Kay. just holding you up, white, you know, still all blood covered, you oh. covered all over you, you know, and right out of the womb. That wasn't in Kay. listener so, discretion. So you <laughs> you <laughs> lift the baby up, you know. She's lifting true. you up. The, the light shining down on you, and she she all okay. she says yeah, you like you can cut to it, you <laughs> know. That's a guy right there. She's using context
2: clues.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Montag is unhappily married to Mildred Montag. He's been a (laughs) book-burning environment for ten years, and throughout those years, he stole a few books. Out of curiosity. Out of
1: curiosity, yeah. However, he had never opened them. Mildred is Guy
2: Montag's wife. She is a
1: humongous...
2: Part of the story. Oh my
0: gosh, so big.
2: Even though she doesn't appear that often, very minimalistically, but she is also still fully against
1: books. Like, completely
3: fully? Very, very fully. She
0: doesn't like
3: them. Mm. Montag meets Clarice on his way home from
1: work. Uh, she's a 17-year-old woman who is completely against the government, and she doesn't agree with burning books or taking... And and she also talks in a series of questions to represent her curiosity side. Which, by the way, curiosity killed the cat. So we'll see how that leads. <laughs> uh, is Where that some that foreshadowing leads? there? Well, could be. She doesn't
3: agree with no. Or sorry, she displays her disdain towards the government um, by taking a rebellious
1: stance against it. Okay, so uh, I think that's most a good amount of background information. So let's talk about some highlights. Let's start in chronological order. So the reader is first introduced to Guy Montag, who's who's depicted as in living. In a futuristic town, and whose work, and he works as a fireman, whose job is, whose job is to burn books and buildings in which they preside in, instead of you know, saving houses that are on fire, saving people that are on fire, well, and all that crap. That doesn't
3: exist. He sense. just kills people. Oh, fire yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh yeah, He's because houses
1: are apparently fireproof, even though they still burn them down. Which, whatever. That's the
3: fireproof muster government doesn't want them to be. Well,
0: yeah. Then the reader meets Clarice, who is introduced as a free-spirited young woman whom Montag encounters in the neighborhood on his way home from work. Clarice describes herself as 17 and crazy. She talks in a series of rapid-fire inquiries and declarations that demonstrate an open and curious mind about the world. Yeah. Pretty curious.
3: Afterwards, Montag learns about Mildred's suicide attempt when she tries overdosing on her sleeping medication. Which, which uh, I guess she
1: uh, took her daily dosage a little too far if you catch my drift.
3: Yeah, I mean it, it. worked. She OD'd. I get it. That that sleeping medication yeah, was that's... very effective. Super mm-hmm. yeah.
0: funny.
1: Super funny. Well, d- well, did she like mean to commit suicide? Like, did she purposely do it, or was it just on accident? Probably on accident.
0: On, mm-hmm. um,
1: yeah. Because she doesn't have well, that I good mean, of memory. It seems, and she like maybe she has time. She like uh, forgot. Sh- well none of them really have good memories If you're in a drug haze yeah. you're not They're really not thinking They're not
0: smart they don't read well, books Well she is
2: married to a guy who like burns books and kills people So you yeah. know Maybe it's a forced
1: relationship and she yeah. wanted to
0: I mean they weren't really out. happy
1: Well the people that came and pumped her stomach You know said that they have Like 10 cases a night
0: It's because they don't read books they don't know how to educate themselves
1: So they commit suicide
2: Mm-hmm. Okay <laughs> Happier way to live so, later on, we learn that Montag watches a woman choose to burn with her books, you know, killing her, you know, whatever, rather than choosing to live without them. Subsequently, Montag comes home that night and finds out from Mildred, his, his hot wife who overdosed on drugs, that <laughs> Clarice has died oh in a car accident.
1: Which, that's where I got the, uh, you know, curiosity of the cat.
2: Now, was
1: she in the car or did she get... I, I, she 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 got flattened like a bug. She she's a pancake. Uh, buggy.
3: Oh, she was wondering what was coming at her, and then it hit her. <laughs> oh, wow! Wow! <laughs>
2: so after this, Montag talks to his boss Beatty, and finds out the reason behind burning books is to maintain social order in the world.
1: And, and uh, after learning this, Montag kills Beatty, and uh, who finally finishing off the repressive father figure and freeing himself from the bonds of his old life. And finally, uh, Montag City is destroyed in a nuclear blast and he becomes part of the group of men committed to preserving knowledge, you know, because he didn't die from a nuclear bomb. So he's
2: preserving knowledge from his hat rack up here on his head? He memorized
0: every single word to books.
2: So he has a good memory but his doesn't <laughs> Well, I guess, exactly. I mean, after he died, they plugged his brain into like a isn't computer. It, and, but no, he didn't. But
0: that. Montag reads the books. But isn't it
2: usually flipped? Don't eventually? Normally women have better.
1: Yeah, ten oh, we're up. going into that right now. Ten Did you know ten in a nuclear two. blast, if you put your arm out like an arm's length away, lift your thumb up, if the, uh, yeah, explosion is bigger than your thumb, you're dead, but if it's smaller you can survive. But when about... you're seeing a nuclear bat blast you have bigger problems. <laughs> but what about... Probably, but <laughs> if you stick your arm out, you're gonna know if you're gonna die or not. But what about like from nuclear fallout? Yeah. So that takes that into it's play? A safe, safe it's safe distance if it's from nuclear A nuclear bomb. bomb so you see the uh you a know, mushroom cloud. If the mushroom cloud is bigger, clouds oh, I, oh, I
0: thought you meant, like, put your finger up to the nuclear blast, like, right here. No, <laughs> no, <yes>.
1: no <laughs> normally the <either> way. <laughs> if the, if the uh, mushroom cloud's bigger than your thumb, so then how you're going to die. You have to be of far, dude. Well, pretty, yeah, pretty far. It'll, you'll most likely yeah, die. So the, yeah. the blast wave just stops, like, right in front of you. If it's, so like, if just it, barely If bigger. it happened in, like... Uh, St. Louis from here, you know, stick our thumb out. And if we see it, it's, it should we'd probably, probably be fine. smaller. So yeah. we'd
0: be fine. Montag is pretty lucky, though.
1: And yeah. I don't know how he survived. But, you know, back to
2: you know, whatever. Um, we need to stop our podcast for a minute right here. Here to discuss our amazing sponsor, Lord of the Flies. Wow. William Golding's 1954 novel, Lord of the Flies, tells the story of a group... Of little young lads who find themselves alone on a deserted island, just all by themselves, just six little boys, just <laughs> but they develop rules in a system of organization, but without any adult supervision, you know, that serves as a civilizing an impulse, the children eventually become violent and brutal.
1: How violent How, brutal.
3: Haven't you ever just seen that kid on the playground and figured, yeah, I want to eat him?
1: Yeah. No, is just <laughs> no a few times, you know, when they're when they have a little bit of chub on them, you okay, know, you well, have adds a bit there. of texture. That's, yeah. You have supervision.
0: Well, exactly. we suggest you purchase a copy of this amazing story at your local bookstore or online at lordoftheflies.com. With this collaboration, we are currently funding an exclusive vacation to our private island. Vacay going
1: cray-cray.
0: The book experience live.
1: How, how private is
0: it? It's like it's only actually, those six boys. It's very four private. girls it's not six boys. Sexist. There's
3: no medics, no nothing. Uh, the island we're sending them to <laughs> is no man's island. Um, which is located in the town of Chilmark, Dukes County, Massachusetts. Hmm. It is situated about three miles off the southwest corner of the island of Martha's Vineyard. How, which? How far how, is three miles? It's three oh. miles. Oh. <laughs> oh, you we know, how far. But you know, actually,
1: That's Martha's like more than I can
2: run. Martha's Vineyard was named after um, Bartholomew. Bartholomew was sailing the seas. And He's Bartholomew. Bar- <laughs> Bartholomew is the guy who um, like found Massachusetts. Oh, whatever. Okay. was just sailing around and stuff, and he found... Uh, I thought that was Christopher Columbi. This. <laughs> but whatever. But he named it after his daughter, which her name
1: was. Can anybody guess? Massachusetts. Martha. Martha. <laughs> oh, Martha.
0: I got that one. Do yeah. I get a point? I thought it was named
1: after that. But... Oh. Okay, well... <laughs> So, it turns out the island was actually used as a nav- uh, Navy uh, practice bombing range from, you know, 1943 to yeah, you 1996, you know. A couple of yeah, but, but in 1998, the na- Navy transferred the island to the United States Fish and Wildlife Service. Uh, to use as an unstaffed wildlife refuge, which, you know, makes sense, sense. Let's bomb the land first, then we'll protect the animals on it. But, yeah.
2: But all the kids get a bunch of free food now, though. Yeah. so I mean, wildlife refuge. You get some jerky. Yeah. You Just got a lot, a lot of food over jerky. there, boy. I know. And
1: so Surprise, now wild the Norman Island a is a national wildlife refuge. So you'll have a lot of wildlife and be pretty safe, but, you know, except for the bombs. But they're not coming down anymore, I think.
0: Well, the island is actually currently abandoned, and six of you lucky souls will get the chance yes. to get an all-paid exclusive vacation to this island for 15 months, just like the boys did in the novel. Does that
2: include us? No. Like, no. We, get, we, no. Get, we it's already only... did
0: it. We already did it.
2: It's only the six. challenge. That's why we only have four, not six.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, we I put to...
2: Andrew's name in again. Just
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Poor Andrew. But I'm small we, we only, I'm not chubby so like that
1: one dude. Piggy? Yeah. Yeah, Piggy. Oh my gosh. Piggy, pretty big. I'll put but your no, name in there I'm, so I'm you can small. go with Andrew. He's hunky. Ooh, that'd be nice. Me, me alone with Jeff. Okay. Well... <laughs> Whatever. Just sign up and just... <laughs> and how you can sign up for the uh, raffle is going on our website, dailydosage.org. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can, you know, put that's a nice. ticket in and have a chance yeah. to win. Now, uh, which, you know, it's just you six going... Just six, six boys. How do they get his... there? Oh, we're going to... Plane? Plane. <laughs> we're going to plane and
0: then plane a trap crash. them out. Plane, plane, crash.
1: It plane, was crash. plane crash. It was a plane crash in yeah. the book. So. So we to make, make it more so
3: realistic, we're going to have them on a plane crash. Yeah, we're going to have them But you can't, we're not going to a...
0: let you die on the plane crash. What? Yeah. Yeah. We'll wrap yeah, you, yeah, you won't die on the way there. You Don't won't die on the way there. You can't die on the way there.
2: Well, actually, what if we there was fifty
1: kids. There was and then actually just more kids. On the plane, there was actually more kids. So they just went.
0: died in the plane crash. Okay, so let's, what
1: if we have like fifty of them, and then on the planes? But then saying. boom.
0: Okay, but that also means that we're telling them they're gonna die. No, 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 no. no, no. no, no, no. they going will visit, be fine. They're gonna it's, visit an
3: even better vacation location. We did say lucky souls. Yeah. <laughs> so if you pray enough.
0: Exactly. Jesus
2: Christ will save
1: it. And you know the, the what Tom we'll plan. do is the probably we'll, we'll, we'll probably only take. Jesus, Christ. J.C. He, Jesus Christ, We'll yeah. probably <laughs> only put six on the plane, then have the pilot, you know, have a parachute, and then he jumps out of the plane, does parachute, he's safe. And, there's probably and he, there's a boat that the, picks him up, but I think we're on looking too
3: much into the.
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't want to
3: give but, it away, you know. Right. Yeah, uh, we don't uh, want to give it away. So everyone knows we're not liable for any medical issues or such
1: as death. Back to the, regular scheduling program,
3: you know. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. okay, so Next. I think a good place to s- restart on our topic is with the theme. An yeah. ignorant population is easier to control than an educated one. Mm. This is seen firsthand yeah. in Fahrenheit 451 with the introduction of Guy's position as a fireman burning books. And this is a theme that persists throughout the novel. Um, Montague struggles with the tyrannical, over-censoring government, which, good. which is something he's blind to in the beginning, but becomes aware of as the story continues. That's good. tyrannical. 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 Is Tur- that not what I said? Ternacle. You said tyrannical. Well, I think that's how you said yeah, it. Yeah, that is how you say it. <laughs> okay. I feel as though Bradbury <laughs> perfectly right. describes the fallout of an edu- uneducated populace vicariously through the main character, mm. Guy. Um, Montag's Im- ignorance to the weight that's of his actions words. in oh. his position of burning books shows how easily those who blindly follow are to lead, even if it is towards their own detriment. Mm.
2: So... Today's society is beginning to show signs of following suit. That's not good. The plethora of information Obviously. from modern technology has actually seemed to desynthesize people from seeking knowledge, making us ironically less educated or Ugh. just stupider. You know? I'm pretty stupid. Um, is this really a word? No. Yeah. It is in this way of not saying. really. This way of speech. Oh. Is he your turn to talk? No. <laughs> Gosh. Says, this, this is seen through a quote <laughs> said by Montag. Quote, get out of the cave and stop making the same mistakes. End quote. I'm a mistake. This quote <laughs> okay. is connected to a story by Plato called The Allegory of the Cave, written in BCE, well, 375. How, so, how,
1: well, yeah. how long exact. ago was that?
0: Uh, that's oh, four. A,
1: that's a long, ago. that's
0: like, that's like a long time
3: ago. 395
0: years. Did ago. you look it up? The allegory contains many
3: forms of symbolism used
2: to instruct the reader in the nature of perception. Perception, perception, Reality.
1: Okay. Well, uh, the cave uh, uh, represents superficial physical reality. (laughs) I'm not good with words. The shadows cast on the walls of the cave represent superficial truth. And knowledge gained through the senses is no more than opinion and that. In, <laughs> wait, in order to have real knowledge, we must gain it through physiological reasoning. Philosoph- Philosoph- philosophical. Philosophical. <laughs> wait, philosophical Jeez. reasoning. I have dyslexia. <laughs> Don't worry. Plato. Plato accounts for his theory <laughs> of knowledge by showing how leaving ignorance turns perception into true Ooh. belief. And uneducated
2: <laughs>
3: populist
1: people. Right here, yeah. that's Andrew for you. Yeah. I'm an Asian yeah. We brought population. someone in firsthand. <laughs> an <Asian>.
3: no, that's <laughs> no, that's Jimmy. That's me. <laughs> yeah.
1: If this continues, the book's seemingly dystopian future may possibly, some way, become a dystopian reality. Hmm. See how hmm. I, Yeah. Do I just we, want to add, you know, like, who. When just, have the good guys ever been the ones burning books? You know, think about it.
0: Okay, and an interesting thing about Fahrenheit 451 is that there are several micro-themes, each building up to an overarching one. Small themes. small, yeah. t- Tiny ones. That's tiny like me. Oh, one of these micro-themes we selected to cover in this podcast is victimizing those who are right, mm. which is a very, very real problem, which could lead to a very scary future.
1: <gasps> How scary?
0: Like, um, scary. Godzilla...
2: Oh. Godzilla's on scary. I was it's gonna cool. say about as scary as... Yeah, that's
0: a movie. If it was real.
2: I was gonna say about as scary as Jimmy's mistake in the beginning when, you know, I
3: was supposed to say my <laughs> name first. Oh, that's scary. I
2: mean,
0: okay, psh. our
3: names start with J. It's
1: kind of confusing. Jackson! It was on... J. It starts with J-A. Whatever. Well, Beatty is a very sorrowful example of this thing. And ultimately gives his life to unknowingly prove it right. His tirades to guide... <laughs> <laughs> tyrants. Tyrades to Guy Jeez. about the, the, and I quote, horrible people who want to make everyone unhappy, unquote, were actually just people who wanted to think for themselves and realize the horrible reality they live in. Tyrades isn't even a big word, Andrew.
0: <laughs> I probably and would have said the same thing. This
1: is
2: sadly happening all over the world, all over humanity. People who have power make the powerless seem evil, shutting down any indication of good. Causing dichotomy between the two.
0: Do you want to give us some um, examples?
2: No. And <laughs> their cause to keep their people under their dominion.
1: Oh, okay. Well, so before we come to the end here, like... you know, we thought you might want okay. to know some fun facts about Fahrenheit four fifty one. Have fun. Hitler.
0: Oh, pretty fun. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Talk about Hitler, talking about Hitler. Talking about Hitler. A not-so-fun fact about the book is the dark side of the book is actually inspired by him. Adolf Hitler. Adolf.
1: Adolf. Just for
0: kidding. The things (laughs) he did were considered (laughs) tyrannical, and he made an oppressive government. That's an example. Yeah, that's a good one.
2: Indication of good and evil. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, a Hitler's quote really a that uh,
0: Bradbury yes. said was Well, Hitler, of course, when I was 15, he burned the books in the streets of Berlin. Then along the way, I learned about the libraries in Alexandria burning 5,000 years ago. That grieved my soul. Since I'm self educated, that means my educators, the libraries, are in danger. And if it could happen in Alexandria, and if it could happen in Berlin, maybe it could happen somewhere up ahead and my heroes would be killed. End quote.
3: Learn from history, folks. Yep. Another,
2: you know, fun fact (laughs) is that Bradbury spent a total of a whopping $9.80 on a
0: rental typewriter in the
2: library for nine
3: days
2: (laughs) where he spent 49 hours writing
3: Fahrenheit 451. That's like two days at
2: least. Yep, a, a little more than
3: two days well at least two
2: days he needs at to least take some
0: breaks so and
3: ultimately did. bradbury said in an interview once i don't write science fiction i've only done one science fiction book and that's fahrenheit 451 based on reality science fiction is a depiction of the real fantasy is a depiction of the unreal so martian chronicles is not science fiction it's fantasy mm-hmm. it didn't happen you see
1: yeah i see He's well, like, oh, okay. CC. So this, I
3: don't know
1: about that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this shows how he thinks uh, 451 is the only book he ever wrote that is science fiction. And lastly, because the novel was actually about technology, about how technology was destroying the government and the world and everything, Bradbury refused for years to turn into an yearbook. Into an a e-book? Yearbook? Yeah, a yearbook. Into an e-book. Okay. <laughs> well, <clears throat> that sounds like a wrap unless there's something you guys want to add. No? I already
2: complained about James messing up. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, James.
0: We should have restarted from right well, here. Wow. Let's restart now.
3: No, no. I'm Andrew kidding. couldn't say half the words correctly. No. So. Well, okay. I have dyslexia.
0: Okay. And wow,
3: blaming your disability. <laughs>
1: I, okay. You're Asian. Okay. So again, thanks for joining us tonight, and make sure you tune in next time and receive your daily dosage.
0: If you have any questions about today's podcast or any other podcast that the Daily Dosage cast has done, email us at dailydosage4 at yahoo.com. Thank you. Thanks.